Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And this week, we're airing a message entitled, The Feeding of the 5,000. And in this message, the preacher will use a popular story in the Bible to illustrate not only the power of God, but how it relates to us and our faith. Because in times like these, we will have something that will test our faith, and God has given us examples such as the one we'll hear this week to encourage us to lean on His ability more than anything else. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, good to see all of you here this morning. Let's go ahead and take our Bibles and turn to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. And when we get to John chapter 6, we find the Lord Jesus Christ at the height of his popularity. Uh, When he gets done performing this particular miracle in the first part of the chapter, they're going to be wildly crazy about him. Now, this isn't going to last real long because, unfortunately, some of it is superficial. But uh, this is where we pick up the narrative, and we're going to talk this morning about uh, a miracle that most of us are familiar with this morning, and that is uh, the feeding of the 5,000. The Bible says in verse 1, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. Now this is the third Passover of Christ's earthly ministry. Christ himself would be the fourth Passover. In verse 5, the Bible says, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, He saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And as he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. Now a penny was a day's wages. So what Philip is saying is you could take uh, roughly a little over a half of a year of a man's wages, and it wouldn't be enough to give everybody just a little bit. So Philip is seeing the human impossibility of the situation here. And uh, verse 8, And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Now in the Bible, when they numbered Uh, The people, they always numbered the men. It was a military reckoning because these were the guys that were going to go to war and uh, die for their country. And it was those that were of uh, age to be able to go to war and and older. So you had 5,000 of them plus everyone else that was with them. So there's uh, quite the multitude here to say the least. Verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples And the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. 
Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. And then notice verse 15. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. The feeding of the 5,000. Now, this particular miracle is mentioned in all four Gospels, which in and of itself is significant. It portrays Jesus Christ as the bread of life. And there's four lessons we can learn from this this morning. The first one is found in verses 5 through 7. If you take a look at verses 5 through 7, you'll notice the first lesson is that the life of faith is a life of testing. A life of faith is a life of testing. And uh, Jesus uh, puts forth this question. Of course, he knew what he would do. By the way, anytime God asks a question, it's for our benefit, not his. When Adam and Eve sinned and he said, uh, wherefore art thou Adam? And he was looking around for Adam. It wasn't that he couldn't find Adam. He wanted Adam to step out and present himself to God. And so the Lord knew what he would do. And, and, and uh, Andrew's faith is tested. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1 that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, the trial of your faith, now, Philip was probably thinking, look, let's, let's just take him to McDonald's, okay? I've seen the sign. However many millions, or now it's probably billions on the sign served. Uh, that's probably what Philip had in mind, something like that. But uh, he was looking at an impossible situation from a human standpoint. And we find in the New Testament that Abraham is the father of our faith. And when we look at Abraham's life, we see a lot of situations where God asked Abraham to believe the impossible, starting with him and his wife having a child way beyond their years. I think of the Red Sea crossing. I think of the desert of Zin in Numbers chapter 20. And the people begin to, to murmur in that particular chapter, and they said, neither is there any water here. Now again, to them, they were walking by sight. But God had some plans that would make them walk by faith. Don't you wish sometimes that God would just lay the whole thing out for you? If you're like me, that's what I would like. I'd like him to lay the whole thing out. Uh, me and my flesh, I don't want to live by faith. I want to live by sight. I want God to lay the whole thing out, explain how it's all going to work uh, going forward, uh, so that, that I can see it with my eyes. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. And so our faith is tested. I think of David taking on Goliath. I think of the children of Israel going up against Jericho and encompassing the city. I think of Paul and Silas in a jail in Philippi. The Bible tells us there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So what is it this week that you're facing that you have to face by faith? There are some things that you've probably been able to calculate your way through. There's probably some things that look like they're going to work out just fine because you got it all figured out. 
on your computer or your clipboard or whatever the case may be. And by the way, do you ever notice how some of those things don't work out like we thought they would? But maybe you have some of that in front of you this week, and maybe they'll work out just fine. But I would be willing to bet that every one of us here this morning has something facing us this week that we have to face by faith. We have to trust an unseen God to do in some cases what is humanly impossible. Folks, that's the life of faith. And that's what we're seeing here in this first portion of Scripture. So what is it that you're facing this morning? What is it that you're facing that, that is a test for you? Something you maybe would rather avoid. I think of uh, Genesis chapter, chapter 22, when Abraham and Isaac are going up one side of the mount, and, and Abraham has been told to sacrifice his son. And, and he goes in faith, and the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that Abraham really believed he'd have to do that. And the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that he believed what would happen is that God would raise Isaac from the dead. That's faith, isn't it? That's why Abraham is the example and father of our faith, both in our walk with God and, and reaching back to our salvation. It's a perfect pattern of the kind of faith we have to have to be saved and to walk with God, to believe the impossible. Now think about it. While Abraham and Isaac are walking up one side of this mountain, God and a ram are coming up the other side. But Abraham can't see that. And by the way, when you read the narrative, and we won't for the sake of time this morning in Genesis 22, there comes a point where Isaac starts getting a little bit nervous. And he says, uh, Father, there's an altar and there's wood and there's a fire, but where's the sacrifice? Uh, while they couldn't see it, up the other side came God with the ram. Up the other side came God with the ram. Some of us here this morning, before we got saved, our lives were in complete and total turmoil. And we may have been searching for God in some way, fashion, or form, and, and, and probably not the right way, not seeking the God of the Bible. And we were looking all over the place, and we were lost and floundering. But what we couldn't see through the fog of life's circumstances and our sin was the cross of Jesus Christ. Thank God that the Holy Spirit brought conviction into our lives and illuminated that cross, that death, that burial and resurrection for us that we might have faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled The Feeding of the 5,000 by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, the preacher gave us another example of how God's power can supersede anything that we could ever imagine. We need to trust God to do the impossible in our lives and know that there will be times where our faith will be tested. Because these disciples couldn't even comprehend the power that Jesus possessed. And too often, we too can forget just how great our Savior really is. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. 
That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Our bookstore is also open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30, as well as Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. And Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages including junior high, high school, and college-age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.